Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello and welcome to Mint. I am Nasreen Sultana. You are listening to All Things Markets, where I speak to experts analyzing the big trends moving the stock markets. As Indian markets have seen a robust increase in trading volumes with equities hitting record high multiple times post pandemic brokerage firms have made great business bank brokerages reported a strong uptick in earnings in last fiscal but the retail broking segment has seen a significant disruption in the last few years due to the growing prominence of discount brokerages So how have competitively priced offerings of discount brokers and the no frill basic account and services resulted in the realignment of the pricing strategy across the industry To discuss that I'm in conversation with Samriddhi Chaudhary vice president and sector head Ikra Hi Samriddhi welcome to the show Hi Nasreen thanks for having me So Samriti you have uh, recently released a very deep insightful uh, uh, bank brokerage report so could you take us through what are the key takeaways sure so we've recently come out with a deep dive on bank brokerages so as you observed last one one and a half years have been a very um, positive uh, time for capital markets uh, we've seen a significant jump in transaction volumes we've seen indices being at record high and overall a very favorable environment uh, q1 of uh, last fiscal there was some turbulence then there was correction as well as dip in trading volumes but thereafter on a quarter on quarter basis there's been a steady uptick another trend which is emerged is uh, the increase in retail participation uh, while the details or data on exact number of retail uh, new investors which have come in may not be available but a close proxy of that would be the uh, dmat account openings that have happened and which clearly show that there's been a strong strong surge in investor participation and a key beneficiary of this uh, has been uh, bank brokerages bank brokerages as you know have traditionally focused on retail segment of the market and what we've observed is that there is a healthy uptick in earnings of bank brokerages last year uh, we've also seen a significant improvement in transaction volumes so for the purpose of this anal- an- analysis we've looked at a uh, top bank brokerages in the country and we observed about over 40% uh, increase in their revenue and nearly 80% growth or jump in profits Uh, another trend that we've seen is that bank brokerages are increasingly looking at non-broking uh, businesses uh, be it maybe distribution of financial services uh, some other value add products or even margin funding book so while entities used to be nearly debt free a few years back there has been uh, increase in debt levels or borrowings as well primarily for funding the margin funding business very interesting uh, uh, you know insight on the debt side we'll talk about that later uh, but since you mentioned that uh, bank brokerages and uh, of course last year after pandemic uh, especially after lockdown markets have seen a phenomenal run and uh, all brokerages including those uh, backed by banks have benefited from that uh, my question is um, you know 
of course whatever markets will not be in a permanent bull run there would be times uh, when the markets would probably get into a you know correction phase and probably the retail investors the kind of retail investors participation that we saw in the last few months have been record high so once this dies down the wave dies down what do you think about the bank brokerage business then uh see while we do understand the kind of frenzy that we've seen uh, it's perhaps not sustainable in the long run uh quite a few factors which were uh, maybe more conducive for uh, this kind of participation in capital markets and it may not last uh, throughout intuitively when um, maybe the pandemic started it just seemed very odd that why are uh, transaction volumes picking up and all like if the economy uh, is reeling under pressure if job certainty etc that is under question then why is uh, there so much of uh, interest in capital markets but uh, what uh, we figured in basis discussions on with various stakeholders and all is that maybe things like work from home op- opportunity there are there were limited other investment options which were available and uh, post the correction that had happened in feb and march of uh, 20 uh, the valuations were attractive and that did attract a lot of retail investors uh, so that that kind of momentum it uh, perhaps could slow down but again uh, another thing is the market still remains a fairly large market fairly unpenetrated market so there is ample of room or opportunity for uh, the market to expand the entities also to continue to keep adding clients uh, again uh, discussions with uh, various brokerages or what uh, the media statements and all that we come across there's there's a lot of push from um, newer geographies maybe tier 2 geographies or younger demographics like younger investors uh, coming into market so there is there is uh, ample of room to grow but yeah uh, we also feel that uh, there is going to be some correction or moderation in the kind of transaction volumes that we've seen mm. uh, in fact if you've been tracking it pretty much uh, mm. as if you start from april of last year barring a few months maybe maybe like in august or maybe may of this year barring a few months every month there is a steady increase in transaction volumes and every month we feel that this is the peak mm. so sooner or later it will moderate but in the long run if you see there is a, quite a quite a bit of market still left to explore okay i uh, see now when we are talking about brokerage business it's not possible to go ahead with the conversation without mentioning the retail the online brokerage uh, business which have really mushroomed the last uh, one or two years and a few of them are doing phenomenal phenomenally well and uh, in fact they are actually uh, they they are they manage uh, the major portion of the active clients in both the sensex and um, nbsc and nsc uh, what do you think about the competition that this traditional bank brokerages are facing are they losing clients are they losing business or are they kind of coexisting in an in an environment where there is more room to spread sure so discount brokers assets are not new to the indian markets they've been there for over a decade and in fact we have seen their impact on the entire competitive landscape uh, uh, in the past decade i mean if you've been uh, tracking these entities uh, for some time you'd have seen how the yields in the industry has uh, moved over the years and now i mean we are talking about wafer uh, thin yields across uh, players uh, 
Uh, but yes, uh, it's last couple of years wherein their impact on the industry has been more palpable. We were talking about uh, the earnings growth for bank brokerages a while back. So while uh, FI21, it's been a very strong year from an earnings point of view. If we talk about market share in terms of active clients, or if we talk about market share in terms of transaction volumes, there uh, that would have come down. These entities would have ceded market share. And that's primarily because of the pace at which the market is expanding. About the brokering business, uh, you have made some estimates about the broking income for this uh, companies. Could you throw some light on that? Sure. So we've uh, in our analysis, what we've done is we've looked at pool of uh, top five bank brokers. And uh, based on that, we've looked at how the income uh, has uh, increased uh, over past few years, particularly looked at YOY increase for last year. And thereafter, we've, we've also tried to estimate what kind of uh, growth is uh, possible. So for FI22, we're estimating about 20 to 25% uh, growth in uh, their income, along with a 17 to 20% growth in their PAT. Okay, what about the non-broking business? Uh, uh, you have also you mentioned about the non-broking side uh, that these companies are uh, you know diverging into. Could you say? Could you share some uh, business points and uh, how they're actually extracting revenue from those? Sure. So non-broking businesses. I mean, what we've seen is entities are looking at maybe things like distribution of financial products. Uh, it becomes like an ancillary, uh, a related business. I mean, you can target your existing clientele and it's an additional investment product, a different investment product, like from equity investments, it becomes like a mutual fund or so. A uh, few years back, perhaps there wasn't so much of push uh, for this because it could be thought of as maybe a, a competitive product. But thereafter, we've also seen um, the mutual fund industry also evolve. There's been quite a lot of push from Amphi for uh, supporting the industry. And uh, we've seen bank brokerages also actively look at uh, the distribution business because there is a lot of investor interest as well. Uh, apart from that, uh, we've seen entities do some kind of value add, uh, like a PMS or some kind of value add uh, investment advisory uh, business. And more, most importantly, there's margin funding business, which has picked up uh, uh, since the guidelines were revised by SEBI. So from a fairly non-existing book, it's uh, uh, for certain entities, it's a very sizable book now. Okay, so it's very interesting you mentioned about margin funding and uh, uh, this is uh, SEBI made a few changes in its regulations last year. Uh, could you throw some light on how uh, much has this contributed to the business? Uh, so in terms of uh, share in, say, total income, is that what you're referring to? Yes. And how much uh, how much are they diverging into that business? And if if has this become a, a revenue earner at all? So it, it is a revenue earner. I mean, you will have, if you see financials for bank brokerages, I mean, your uh, net interest income, that that is a positive. So it's definitely a profitable line of business. Uh, broking business as such does remain a predominant share of revenue pool overall basis. I think uh, broking income would be upwards of, say, 50% of total revenues. But uh, uh, the, the trend is that uh, non-broking uh, businesses are going to pick up and uh, their share is also going to perhaps get stronger. 
Okay, you mentioned about uh, you know debt level increasing because of uh, uh, this. So could you uh, explain how? Sure. So margin funding business. So this is uh, like a like a facility being given uh, to the client or a funding which is being given to broking clients. So to fund that, uh, we've seen entities uh, avail uh, debt, uh, particularly uh, CP, uh, bank brokerages. I mean. We, we've seen uh, the use of CP for funding this particular business. And uh, it tends to be a, a short-term facility, which is uh, in turn, say, backed by uh, securities. And uh, thereafter, it's it's like a daily, daily. Uh, it's a regular margin call, active monitoring of uh, the margin, which is there. And, uh, you know, uh, in terms of the security cover, which needs to be there, that rema- that's uh, maintained throughout. So has debt level increased because of this? So debt level, yeah, there has been an increase that's happened. I mean, if you look at uh, industry-wide gearing, uh, it was fairly low a few years back uh, at an aggregate uh, brokerage industry, uh, sorry, bank brokerage level in terms of this, the pool that we'd collated. I mean, it would be maybe around 0.6 times as of March 21 from, uh, from a very low 0.2 times uh, three years back. So while it has increased, but uh, I mean, it's still less than one times gearing. So it, it still uh, remains moderate. Okay. All right. Uh, all right, Samriti, on that note, thanks a lot for uh, sharing those insights. And uh, thank you for sharing your time. Yeah, thank you so much, Asri. For feedback, you can write to me at nasreen.s at lifemint.com or you can reach out to me on Twitter at Story. You can also reach out to us at HT Smartcast. We are present on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And to listen to more podcasts like this, you need to log on to www.htsmartcast.com. This was a Mint production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.